will, turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 4. And we're still working through our sin series here. And um, I want to talk a little bit about temptations. Temptations to sin this morning. And um, we're moving into the New Testament now and Jesus' appearance um, and, and, and what the New Testament um, says about sin and how we can overcome sin in, in, in this world and in our lives. Um, we talked last time about how God provided um, sacrifices uh, to uh, make, a, uh, make atonement for our sins so that we can come into worship with Him um, as a result. And all of that has to do with the coming of Jesus Christ. And as Jesus appeared on the scene, John the Baptist uh, said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. John the Baptist knew that Jesus would be the sacrifice as shown in the Old Testament sacrifices as predicted um, in, in Isaiah, the book of Isaiah. And um, he just uh, was ready for Jesus to come and, and knew that he would be the lamb to take away the sin. But in order to take away sin, first of all, Jesus had to experience temptation. And I think he does that here on our behalf in Matthew chapter 4. Well, let's read those, those 11 verses together. <clears throat> then we'll talk about temptations and their nature. It says, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting forty days and forty nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command His angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus said to him again, it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and, and their glory. And he said to him, All these I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Begone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. Let's pray again. Lord, we just ask God that you'd add a blessing to the reading and to the hearing of your word. Father, let it go forth and not return void. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. We all have different things that, that tempt us. That, that tempt us. And... and, and even though uh, temptation a lot of times is, is a personal choice of ours, uh, th things that we're tempted by, uh, a, a lot of it is, is not just unique to us. A lot of people, lots of people go through temptations uh, for, for different things, different, different reasons. Some of us are tempted to eat more than we need. And, uh, you know, I, I, I know that I'm not a slim guy. <laughs> I, I get tempted very easily by food, especially fast food. And uh, I'll, I, I'm not going to try to pat myself on the back this morning, but I have been dieting and I've lost about 12 pounds, so I'm happy about that. 
Uh, but nobody, uh, you know, everyone realizes that being tempted by, by too much food can, can cause problems um, with, with your health and with other things. Um, but but we're, some, some people are, are tempted more by food than they are most other things. A lot of people are tempted towards material things. We, 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 we like material things. There are certain things uh, that, that you and I like and, and want to enjoy. And, and, and we're tempted to indulge in them. Or, or, or what's worse is that, is that we're tempted to gain those material things through, through wicked means. I mean, what, what else are wars fought over other than the, the, the things that, that other countries have? That, that their, their riches, their resources, uh, you know, their, their wealth. Um, ha- having more land, of course, is, has been a temptation of people. To, to go and, and, and make war against other countries or be, being tempted by, by someone's uh, uh, wealth and, and trying to obtain their wealth through, through um, uh, different kinds of, of deceptive means. And, and wealth in and of itself is not bad, but, but we, we, people try to obtain those things by, by, by selfish, deceptive means in, in order to get them. We're te- people are tempted by those things. Some people are, are tempted, with, and I'll just be frank, are tempted with sex. And, and uh, our, our society has, has just blown up with that, especially um, when you look at some of our um, uh, the entertainment coming out of Hollywood. Um, Hollywood itself is a cesspool, and a cesspool produ- is doing nothing but producing the cesspool, more, more of it. In fact, I can't tell you how many articles I've read lately about um, um, Hollywood actors former famous actors decided I got to get out of LA and move away from Hollywood and go somewhere else because the culture has become so rotten it's it, it's become sickening um, and, and, and we don't see half of what's going on in Hollywood um, that the media is just not reporting on it but I can tell you that there, there are some pretty degenerate things going on there um, and, and, and it's not just recently it has been for years it's just now getting more exposed and, and people in Hollywood are, are, are awakening to it, and, and many of them are fleeing and moving to other areas. I read another uh, pop star and her husband moved to Kentucky to get away from um, the, the culture in Hollywood. But, but there's all, all sorts of temptations to, uh, to uh, um, sex. And, and I can tell you, you know, God created sex, didn't he? I mean, you know, he told Adam and Eve to be fruitful and multiply. But, but, but God has certain boundaries with sex, and, and the problem is, is that something that was good and to be enjoyed between a husband and a wife is being twisted and perverted and ruined. People are falling, are falling into the temptation of sex. Temptation is, is all about distorting the reality of the way things are supposed to be. Distorting the things that God created to be good. And Jesus overcame those temptations... Um, that came from the devil here on our behalf and gave us an example for how we can escape them. First of all, I would say that, that in this scene where, where Jesus is, is being led up into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit, by the way, um, he, he does this in fulfillment of the Scriptures, that Jesus would, would defeat sin on our behalf, that this is part of the fulfillment um, of, of, of God's... Um, God's plan of salvation. It's not just something that Jesus did. It's not just something that He decided to do. He didn't go out to the wilderness to be 
tempted so that he would fall. He was led by the Spirit to go into the wilderness to fast and prepare for his ministry. But he knew that the temptation would come. He knew that knew the temptations would come. And see, a part of the problem is that, that um, Israel, God's chosen people, they were supposed to be the ones to carry God's message of salvation to the world. They were to enter the promised land as God commanded them and, and, and become God's holy nation as an example to the world. But they failed in that. They, they failed in that horribly. They, 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 they fell into disobedience. I mean, before Moses even comes down from Mount Sinai, they build a worship. Uh, they built a calf, a golden calf, to worship it, and and they were going to follow that calf and go back to Egypt, where they were, where they they supposedly had it. They thought they had it good, and uh, and weren't trapped out in this wilderness, um, and, and and weren't trusting God to provide for them. But but before Moses even came down on the mountain, they they disobeyed and, and turned away out of fear and doubt. And, and, and they failed over and over again. They, they failed to enter the promised land God, gave, God was going to give to them. They went there um, a, a, few, a few days later, and because they disobeyed God and didn't enter the promised land out of fear and doubt again, they had to wander in the desert for 40 years so that, that, that they could learn their lesson about who God was and what He was going to do. Well, here Jesus is. He's led up into the wilderness by the Spirit, just as the Israelite people were led by God into the wilderness out of Egypt and out of, their, out of um, the wickedness of Egypt. And Jesus you know, went through all these temptations and yet did not fall. But Israel did fall to their temptations. And, and, and the number 40 comes up here. 40 is the number of God's time of testing. And, and all through Scripture, it always represents God's time of testing. Israel failed over and over again to obey God and listen to Him. And, and therefore, they fell into sin whenever the temptations came. And, and, and th that happened during the 40 years. But Jesus, during His 40 days and 40 nights of a fast, overcomes the devil. He's undoing the whole history of, 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 of temptation and sin. In, in, in this whole passage, Jesus is doing that on our behalf. He, he's doing that to show that, that He is the faithful Israelite who will always obey God and, 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 and is powerful enough to overcome whatever temptations may come this way. Now, you're, you're, you may be saying, okay, well, you know, the Spirit led Him up into the wilderness. Why? To be tempted by the devil? Does God tempt people? Well, the Bible says elsewhere that, that God does not tempt people, but God does test people. And, and there's, there's a nuance there. Tempting and testing are really two sides of the same coin. And here's what I mean by that. Um, when we're tempted to sin, the devil wants us to fall and fail and, and fall into that sin and commit sin. When God tests us, and He may test us through the devil's temptations, when God tests us and we overcome, our faith is strengthened and we draw closer to, to uh, the Lord and draw closer relationship to Him. And I also notice that, that the devil can't, can't operate with, with, without God being involved in it. 
The devil can't operate without God being involved in it. In other words, what may be a temptation from the devil to get us to fall is also a test from God to strengthen our faith, especially if we overcome by, by His power. But, G, but even Jesus Himself going through this as the Son of God in human flesh overcomes these, these temptations on our, on, on our behalf so that we know that through God and through Jesus Christ we can overcome them. Another thing I noticed about this passage is that the temptations don't come from, from within, they always come from without. They have their source. And, and, and that source is, is not just um, the things in its world, it's not the objects themselves that, 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 that are the source of temptation. It, it's, it's not, it's, it's not that, that, that triple chocolate cake that I want to eat. <laughs> it, 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 it's not the, the, the woman that I have to be lusting after, that, that's, that, that's necessarily the problem. Temptation comes from the devil himself. It comes from a being who is out to manipulate. He's out to twist reality of the situation. And, and, and he's corrupting what, what would normally be good into something wicked and evil. And it's interesting how, how God and the devil uh, work in opposite ways. The devil often twists the good and a normal thing that we're meant to enjoy into something evil and, and perverted and, and twisted. But God is able to take things that were meant for evil and turn them into good. Romans talks about that. Especially for those who are of the household of faith and, and uh, for, for the good of those who, who, who love God. And, but, but, but the devil, you know, the devil it, it tempts us in order to cause us to fall but God may be using that as a test to see if, if, if we'll um, be faithful and, and, and it'll strengthen us. So, so they're two sides of the same coin and they always have their outside source, um, not from within, but from without. There are a lot of people and, and, and a lot of well-meaning Christians and, and other believers in, in other Christian groups who will often say, well, temptation wouldn't be a temptation it, um, if we had, if we didn't have a sinful nature, and and because we have a sinful nature, that that's why temptations come to us. And I would say that that's incorrect, totally. Because and the, the big reason why I say that is is Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve in the garden were completely innocent, had never sinned, had only a human nature and no sinful nature. It did not become. It was not corrupted. It was pure. But when the temptation came from without. They made a decision to listen to that wicked voice and fall into the temptation that, that they did and, 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 and were led away to disobey God. And therefore they sinned, and after that they did become corrupted. That they did have a sinful nature. So temptation doesn't necessarily have has its source within us, within our sinful nature. It has the source without. It's when we listen to that voice and allow it to enter into our hearts. And, and, and we make a decision to go after it that, that, that we fall into sin. And, and it's a lot easier for us to fall into sin today because why? Because we, we all have a sinful nature that came from um, Adam and his corruption. It's a lot easier for us to fall into temptations today than it was for Adam and Eve to fall into it. Our, our proclivity, our um, disposition. Our tendency within ourselves is to go after and allow those temptations 
to come and destroy our lives. But, but it's all based in lies from the devil, and he wants to twist God's will and way. He's out to twist reality. The, the devil rarely does a frontal assault, so to speak. He doesn't come right out and attack us. What he does is he, he whispers to us and says, you know, it'll be good for you to, uh, to go after this person and, and the, your, your, your husband or your, or your wife has, has um, deserted you emotionally and, and is unfulfilling, but, but this person would, would, would be pretty good for you. And, and when we listen to those voices and, and allow, that, allow him to, to attack us in, in that way or, or to subtly manipulate us, uh, then, then we're in danger. But Satan, again, he cannot work without God's involvement. And especially for, for the believers, um, we have the ability to overcome. In fact, this is what um, the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. He says, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, He will also provide the way of escape, that you may be able to endure it. And I'm here to tell you that, that Jesus Christ Himself is the way of escape. And if we focus on Him and, and His work here to overcome the devil and His testings and His temptations, then, then, then we can overcome them. Now, um, what did Jesus overcome in this situation? What, what about these three specific temptations that he goes through? I think um, the, the first temptation was one of, of a physical desire. And um, we all have physical desires. We, we all, we, I mean, if we, if we didn't have the desire to eat when we got hungry, we would die, honestly. I mean, our body tells us when we're hungry. Some of you are already looking at your clocks and saying, it's getting pretty close to noon. <laughs> and it's about time for us to go eat. But, but if we didn't have that, you know, that, that in and of ourselves, it's a good thing that we have a desire to eat. The problem is when we're tempted to do it um, beyond what God has allowed and, 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 and do it in a way uh, that, that violates God, God's law and His will and His way. Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights fasting to prepare for His ministry that was upcoming. This is after His baptism, before He begins, He, he reveals Himself. And, he's, and, he, and after 40 days and 40 nights of, of fasting, I mean, he, He's pretty hungry, He's pretty weak. The devil says, you know, use your power to, to, to turn these stones into bread. And of course, Jesus responds with the, with the scripture, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And that comes from Deuteronomy. Well, then the devil, the second temptation that, that the devil presented to him, um, what was a way of getting... Um, Jesus to manipulate God the Father to do something for him. To try to manipulate God into doing something for you is not what prayer is about. Manipulate, trying to manipulate a God to do what you want it to do is what paganism is all about. 
trying to manipulate God into something that we know that, that He could very well do by His power, but trying to get Him to do something for us, some, some sort of advantage from God. It's not wrong to make requests of God. It's not wrong to turn to Him in a time of need. But as a believer, I think we should all, always be ready to say, Thy will be done, Lord. He was trying to, manip- trying to manipulate God. He was testing God. And so he, he tells Jesus, he's going to take him up to, to the Temple Mount, which, was, which is high up over the Kidron Valley, um, sitting on that mountain. Then you have the top of the, of the temple. So he's going to take him to the pinnacle of the, of the temple and told him to throw yourself down. Because of this, he will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike a foot against a stone. That comes from from the Psalms. He was trying to get Jesus to manipulate God into doing something for him for a personal advantage. And I think that that advantage here, and this specific to Jesus, this temptation was, to prove who he was as the Messiah, because if God came and helped him, um, boom. Um, Everybody would would have seen it, you know, because they were there on the Temple Mount, that, that they would have seen Jesus being lifted up by angels, they would have believed in him, and, and, and all would, would be right with the world. And, and, and people would come and worship him and, and want to set him up as their Messiah King. He was, they, he was trying to manipulate him to use God for his own advantage. And Jesus said again in his written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Jesus quoted scripture back to him twice now. And of course, the devil can quote scripture too, by the way. hope you noticed that. You have to be careful. And so finally, the devil takes him uh, to a high mountain so that he can look out over um, uh, for a long distance. Um, I'm not sure exactly where they took him, but he, but he could see a lot of places wherever, wherever the devil took him. Probably in the Golan Heights somewhere, you know, in Israel. But, but he was able to look out and say, look, you know, here's all the kingdoms of the world. I'll give them to you if you'll bow down and worship me. Now there's, this, there's that idea of twisting of reality again because most temptations are, are rooted in, in lies. The devil thinks that he rules the world <laughs> and that it's his right to give the world to Jesus. But the devil, you know, he was cast out of heaven. And he, and he may um, be the power of the prince of the air, as, uh, as Paul calls him. He might, he might be that, but he is not the owner of all of this. It's God the Father. So, so, he, so he, even the devil had this own self-deception, and he, used, and he twisted it with a lie. That, that is not reality. The reality is that God created the world, and everything in it is his. But he tempts Jesus with that, and, and Jesus almost laughs this time. I, I, I can, I can kind of hear it in what he says. But then, I, I, he may have been angry. I, I don't know. But he says, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and Him only you will serve. The fundamental sin in the Garden of Eden was Adam and Eve in their pride tried to decide for themselves what was right and wrong. In other words, they were going to set themselves up as God over their lives. 
They were going to determine what was right and wrong. They were going to determine what was best for them. That's what, that's what the devil told them. He says, you know, you shall not surely die, for when you eat of it, you'll have knowledge of good and evil, and you'll be like God. He's saying that's why God's trying to keep you from this fruit, because he, he's jealous and he doesn't want you to be a God like him. Another subtle lie, by the way. But often temptations come, come in that way is, is to get us to say, I, I want to be in control of my life. I don't care what, what um, the one true God, the author of, of, of reality, the creator of all things, says. I want to do it because I want to do it and because I, I'm in charge of my life and, and God is not. I'm going to do it anyway. I don't care what, what, the, what my convictions are telling me. I want to do it anyway. I don't care what, what the Spirit is telling me. And, and, and if Jesus had, had, had to come to this and bow down to worship Satan in order to gain the world, he, he would have bypassed his whole mission to come and suffer and die for the sins of humanity and then rise again and then go back into his heavenly kingdom where he would rule at the right hand of the Father again. He would, Satan was offering him a kingdom without the suffering he would go through. So in one sense, it, it, it's very unique to Jesus, but in another sense, it, it taps into this general idea that, that we want to be in control of our own lives and not allow God to control us. We're setting ourselves up over the throne of our lives, and, 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 and the, the subtle lie is, by doing that, we're really enslaving ourselves to the devil. Because he, he is the first rebel, he is the first one to try to set himself up as God where we're giving Him the place over our lives when we fall into it. Now those are the, the temptations that Jesus go through, and, and they're very similar to the ones that we, we often go through. The physical temptations that we go through because of our natural desires, which are twisted and perverted. Um, the, the other has to do with trying to manipulate God into doing something for us. Testing God, so to speak. And the third temptation was to um, uh, be our own God. Set ourselves up as, 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 as the Lord of our life. And in so doing, we're actually bound down to the devil. The question is, how does Jesus overcome them and how can we overcome them? And I would say, that number one, we have got to trust in Jesus Christ when temptations come to us. We've got to trust in Him. He came. He saw. He defeated sin. He had a victory over sin. And because of that, um, we, we can overcome temptations in our lives. And temptations are going to come whether we want them to or not. Uh, they're, they're always going to be there. But we don't have to fall to it. We don't have to become sinners again. If we rely on Jesus Christ who overcame by His power... This story of him in the wilderness, and I would even say in the Garden of Gethsemane too, if you read that story, Jesus overcame the devil in that scene too. But particularly here, Jesus was using his power to overcome the devil. These were real temptations for Jesus, but he overcame them in power and on our behalf. Secondly, I would say that um, we've got to know God's word. We've got to know God's Word because every time 
the, the devil presented something to Jesus, and the devil even twisted God's word too to manipulate Jesus, to pull him away. We've got to know the real deal. We've got to know what, what the truth is. We've got to know what reality is. We've got to know God's word. And the way we do that is that we, we read it and get it into our hearts every day that we can. Some way or another, you, uh, believers have got to find some way of getting God's word into your hearts and minds. Memorization, I know, is hard. Some people, some people aren't, aren't good with memory and, and, and memorizing things. But if you read something often enough, it's going to, it's going to get into your heart and mind. A lot of you spent many years in Sunday school. You know what God's Word says. <laughs> Some of you have you've spent years in the church. You've heard preaching week in, week out. You know what God's Word says. But you've got to, on a, week, on a daily basis, get into God's Word, learn it, know what it says. And so when the devil comes with his temptations, you can quote that scripture back to him. Number three, I, I would say, you know, Jesus in this scene, we said he was led by the Spirit. Every believer who believes in Jesus Christ has confessed their sins, asked him for forgiveness um, based on his sacrifice, and, and, and have asked him to, to take over their lives. You have the gift of God's Holy Spirit who comes upon you. That's the promise of God. When we repent of our sins and come to Jesus Christ and ask His forgiveness, we get the gift of God's Holy Spirit. And we have to spend our lives in a process of giving ourselves over to that Holy Spirit, allowing Him to be the ruler of our lives, allowing Him to guide us. And that happens through prayer. Bible reading and knowing God's Word helps with that too because the Spirit inspired God's Word. And, and that, that's how he most often speaks to us is through his word. But also that this time of personal prayer, and, 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 and in my prayer, I'm willfully surrendering to God's spirit and asking him to lead me as you did Jesus Christ through this whole situation. Trusting in Christ and his sacrifice and what he's done for us on the cross is one thing, and that's very important. But we have to, on a daily basis, commune with God's Holy Spirit in prayer and, and, and surrender ourselves more and more over to Him. And so that when, when the tempter speaks and we hear His lies, we then know the truth of God and, and, and we know that we have the voice of God's Spirit. You know, you always see that little cartoon where you got the devil on one side and an angel on the other. Um, I don't buy that because that, that, that tends to put them as, as being equal. What we have is, is the devil continuing to tell us lies but God's Spirit within us, if, if, if we're in tune with God's Spirit through, through daily prayer and a daily walk with Him, we'll know when something is a lie that's coming up to us to try to drag us away and, and, and to tempt us um, in, in, into falling into, into that sin. And we need to remember that we don't need to feel guilty when we're tempted. Because temptations are always going to come. They come from without. They come from outside. It's only when we listen and fall into it that we fall into sin and become guilty. Don't feel guilty because you're tempted about something because I think the devil can use that to, uh, to manipulate you too and drag you away from God. Temptations have their source in the devil, not in us. 
There is no temptation that, that comes to us that we aren't able to handle because of God's power within us. God will not tempt us beyond where we can go. The devil has no power if we don't give it to him. <laughs> but he is a voice that comes from with, with, without. And, and he lies to us. And so when, when those things are presented, when those temptations are come, come to you, know God's word, know, know the reality. Rely on Jesus and his sacrifice for us and ask him for his help. And listen to God's spirit and its guidance. Those are the things that can help us overcome temptation in this life. Those are the things that can keep us away and free from sin. And if you need help in that today, you can ask God to help you, and he will. Let's stand.